you know, this is Manchester United, Boot Veghorst is being sold, and then you go online and, and it seems to be like, this is a good thing. You're like, it's not. Please stop telling me it's a good thing. It's not. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. The Football Kickoff with Sky. Watch every single live Premier League game on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. Yes, indeed, it's Friday the 13th, but uh, nevertheless, it is the football kickoff with Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sports, and Premier Sports. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And delighted to welcome beside me Colin Buhig in the house. How are you, Colin? CB? Johnny Ward, JW, a very calming presence on this Friday the 13th. This is it. It's a scary day, but not with you here. Well, well, I'm not sure about that. Let's Wearing that chair well. I'm, I'm kind of swiveling in the chair. Yeah. Clive Allen, um, can I ask you first, I haven't spoken to you since 2022, how was your New Year's? Yeah, very good, thank you. Happy New Year to everyone there. Happy New uh, Year, Clive. I say yeah, that, Clive, was, uh, I say that because my New Year's was spent, I was probably at home 22, a uh, quarter past 10 on New Year's Eve, on New Year's Day, probably at home that evening thinking about love or something like that. And I guess um, a WhatsApp message from Colin Buig, which is effectively a montage of Clive Allen goals for QPR. Oh, really? Oh, there was a few. There was a few. My first club. So um, I hope you enjoyed them. What about that little dink? The first oh, my one? God. First of all, I completely, road. For- I completely forgot about doing that. Say, you forgot for good reason. It was it was a quarter past ten on New Year's Day night. I can assure you, Clive, I was having a very quiet one. I was reminiscing about the year you gone by. You have a few beers and you start thinking about Oh, Clive. no, it was, it was like that. I probably uh, flirted with the idea of sending it on to you, Clive, but I thought, well, it's New Year's Eve. I'll let him off tonight. But I, I probably should have. But oh my God, yes. Yeah, some of the goals. Well, Clive's not going to say it about himself. He's far too humble. But oh my God, some of the goals, Clive. Unbelievable. Yeah, I've, I've got to say one of my favourites was at uh, Cambridge United. I'm sure that probably was on there. Um, and then a goal at West Ham for Queen's Park Rangers. In a, it was a crazy game, but um, I managed to score twice that day. We, we drew the game to all. But um, it was, there was one where I did a couple of drag backs and managed to uh, knock it past Phil Parks in the West Ham goal. That's the one. That's the one that we played on the show a couple of months ago. That was the one that we highlighted. But these, I don't even think that goal was in this montage, oh such my, was the well, quality I, of the goals overall. I think overall. I've just seen the goal against Cambridge. Um, but let, let, let's move on to the future and the present, um, because that is why Clive is on the show and he's too humble to uh, be sending around videos of himself. You know, he just want to be Clive's style. It should Day. be Clive's style. It is that. Friday the 13th. It should be Clive's style. It is Friday the 13th. And we're going to start off uh, with Villa Leeds. Now, the football kickoff is brought to you with Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sports, and Premier Sports, and Sky Sports showing Villa uh, versus Leeds tonight. That's at eight o'clock. And of course, the intriguing thing here, Clive, is Villa are on the rebound after, um, let's just say, a fairly humiliating experience in the cup last weekend. Yeah, a defeat to Stevenage in the FA Cup. Third round is, is I think, any Premier League club entering the the FA Cup in the third round. Um, there's always some trepidation. I think uh, you always want a home draw, which obviously Villa had. Uh, Stevenage team that are going well, that, that has to be said, but they're winning with, um, you know, not too long of the game remaining. And then um, uh, obviously a sending off, then Donker gets sent off and the whole game's turned on its head. I know Steve Evans well. He will have um, he will have enjoyed the way that his team finished the game and, and obviously progressed to the, to the fourth round of the FA Cup. So... Um, yeah, Villa have to bounce because I think um, under Emery they've done okay, but um, this is a this is a big game for both clubs in terms of where they sit in the Premier League. 
To be but, fair now, since he's arrived, they've won three and drawn one and lost one in five yeah. in the league. Yeah, no, I think um, I think the response has been good, and also they've been they've been good defensively. Mm. I think that was important. That was what Emery's sort of addressed. That's been his main priority, and, and with that, they've got some results. So um, they're still not out of trouble. There's a lot of teams I feel that are still fear, still going to be fearing the drop in the in the next couple of months. But um, obviously, the Premier League wise, they seem to be going in the right direction. Column, yeah, Clive, Philippe Coutinho, what's happened there? Uh, I, it, it's extraordinary that the, the quality of the, the player, um, you know, obviously what we saw earlier in his earlier days in Premier League was quite sensational. And he just he just hasn't been able to recapture, um, I think, consistency, the ability that he has. He hasn't been able to um, find that sort of form that we know from win games. He, he's a, such a talented player. Um, and I think that Villa... Villa buying him know what he's capable of but he hasn't produced that yet for them. Why does this happen with players like this? Very talented players completely seem to lose confidence and therefore then their ability. Can you remember any yeah. player from a bygone era that you saw that happen in the flesh? Is this a common thing in football for you? Oh, absolutely. I think that, that all players at certain stages of their career go through this, uh, you know, this this lack of confidence, which which affects their. Sometimes it might be an injury, returning from an injury. They never quite feel the same. They never can produce the same as they had. Um, and I and I think that it's, it's a it's a very difficult time, especially for talented players, because as a player myself, you're not thinking any different. You're not trying to do anything different, and you, you you're trying to just recapture that form that you know you're capable of. And uh, Coutinho just seems to be devoid of all confidence at the moment. To be fair to Villa, the, you know, the, the managerial changes brought them up to um, 11th in the table. Three points behind Chelsea, which is bonkers when you think about it. But that's a sign of just Chelsea's struggles at the moment. Um, and Leeds back in 14th. Poor away record Leeds, but, um, you know, obviously a game that they they'll fancy that they might have some sort of a chance in. Let's get on to the big one, though. BT Sports, half 12 on Saturday. Uh, Manchester United versus Manchester City. Now, Clive, I, I, I'm not sure. Remember what happened in the corresponding game earlier the season when Eric Ten Hag had one of his, you know, early sort of humbling experiences as Man United boss. The run that they've been on has been nothing short of incredible. And I can't remember a game where you, between this pair in a long time, where you really do give Man United as much of a chance as you do here, I think. That's right. I totally agree with you. I think Ten Hag has stamped his authority on the club. Uh, the players have responded in in the way that he would have wanted, and and certainly the supporters. I think they uh, they look good defensively. I think they're capable offensively scoring goals. Rashford's in sensational form. He's he he again as as uh, unlike Coutinho has has found confidence and his ability, and he's producing that for Manchester United. And yet, I don't see a lot between these two sides. City going out the Carabao. Um, you know, I think at the moment Pep Guardiola is trying to juggle his squad. He was going on all four fronts. It's now going to be three. Um, they're five points off of, of Arsenal. They would have hoped to, to be certainly closer to Arsenal. Um, and Manchester United are closing the gap. Manchester United seem to be going in only one direction, and, and that is up the Premier League table. So this is going to be a, a, a massive game for both teams on uh, on Saturday got to ask you about Vekors coming on loan I, I love this story you know he was a hero against Argentina obviously didn't quite get Holland over the line um, he's a 30 year old essentially journeyman who's been on loan in Turkey from Burnley and Ten Hag has seen something in him probably all 6 foot 10 of it or whatever it is 
Absolutely. I think he's a, he's a leader of the line. I think what, what he does really well is he, he will he will lead the press from the front. So if Ten Hag is, is preaching that to his team, he wants someone at the focal point to lead the team, to drag everybody forward, to press high. And um, obviously he feels he's the he's the player to do it. He, he will he will know a lot of about him from from Holland, and um, I feel I feel that this is a, this is perhaps a, a type of player that Manchester United haven't had for for a, a period of time, and he feels that addition can make them even better. Last season, like at Old Trafford, this game um, I think it was two 0 Manchester City absolutely humiliated Man United. They were so much better. This ain't going to happen. But how will it how will it work out tactically? Call in the sense of um, will Man United be able to press? Uh, sufficiently against a city team that has shown you know the odd sort of vulnerability this year you know what I'd have more confidence in Manchester United winning this game if Southampton hadn't beaten Manchester mm. City during the week mm. and now Pep's going to be very angry mm. that was the first time since 2018 aka 275 games that City didn't have a shot in target the first ever domestic cup quarterfinal that Pep Guardiola has lost as a manager of any side. Yeah. He's going to be going into this match at retribution. You're asking me about tactically. Casemiro didn't play in the reverse fixture in October mm. when City what trounced a, what United a find, Not a fine, but what a revelation. Well, revela- well, everyone said what that was a waste of money at the time and he's yeah. over to hit a wire Real Madrid letting him go and this guy's just showing how good he is. But it, that was 6-3 with United scoring two late goals. The difference now I think actually will be Casemiro in that midfield and then you have a guy up front the Marcus Rashford who has 15 goals for the season already who seems to be a revelation this season. Uh, Clive, for you, fellow striker, what has Eric Ten Hag done to get this out of Rashford? I think I think basically he's given he's given him some freedom in the way that he plays. I think he's he's given him confidence in in saying that he, I want you to get back to what you were doing um, before. Obviously, there's been so many off-field things for for Rashford to deal with, but um, and and it just giving him just giving him that license to play in the way that he knows he's capable of. He's, he's just come alive. He's he, he, he's a threat. His pace is electric. Great ability, and obviously finding the back of the net consistently the way he has. He's just going from strength to strength. Manchester United are a complete, prop, completely different proposition to the one that that uh, City played last season. So I think that Pep will be he will be unhappy. He'll be disappointed with uh, with the players. I think that played against Southampton. I may I, I would be amazed if there's not numerous changes and positional changes for uh, City as a team. Um, but he he knows how important the game is not only for his team but in Manchester and uh, the bragging rights all, all those things Pep, Pep's a football man he, he knows how important this game is for City the, the Rashford thing as well um, his home form has been brilliant he is bidding to equal the club record of nine successive home game goals in all competitions going back to 1959 and Whatever about Ten Hag's sort of, you know, uh, tactical ability, his man management has obviously worked an absolute treat here. Well, I was going to ask Clive, is, it, is tough love working? Mm. The, we go back to the Absolutely. Wolves game. Like, yeah. The Wolves game. Yeah. So, like, but all, reprimanded comes on and wins the game. Well, like on a social, Ralph Ragnick, are they letting Rashford out because he shows up slightly late for a meeting? Now, they used to say about Louis van Gaal that he was overly strict, that mm. if you were 25 seconds late for a meeting, that was you done. So, Eric Ten Hag seems to have this nice balance about mm. him. Like, like, look, it's a big question, Clive, and maybe like it's more to thought about, think about over a longer period of time but since Alex Ferguson has left is this the best United have looked? Ooh. I think so in terms I just think in terms of the balance of the team the way that they're playing you can you can see a real identity to the way that they're playing and again 
players are starting to find the form that that their best form. And it doesn't matter what team you are. If you haven't got your players in the best of form, you're not going to be in a, in a relatively in a position that you deserve to be in the Premier League. And we see that with Chelsea. Chelsea's a classic example of that. But Manchester United, all of a sudden, he's analysed the group. He's seen where their best their strengths are in terms of the way they play. And and just just Manchester United at the moment, they're, they're the form team. Uh, other than Arsenal, I think Manchester United are the team that no one wants to play at this moment in time. If you if you cast your mind back, Clive, to the Spurs game in Old Trafford as well, my my uncle was bringing uh, my nephew to his first game. They were stuck on a flight for six hours in Dublin before it left. Um, I think they barely got a bottle of water. They scrambled to get to Old Trafford for the game in time. And I was watching the game at home and I was thinking... You're getting a really good atmosphere here. The noise in Old Trafford that night came across on the TV. There's an actually there's a change in the ground this season, whatever it is. And this the atmosphere, as much as it's an early kickoff, Man- Manchester United fans are beginning to believe again. It's like if you kick somebody uh, on the ground long enough, he or she is going to rise up. And there's like a new kind kind of found defiance there. Definitely, and 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 you've got to say there's similarities in that with Arsenal and the mm. way that they're performing, the way the crowd are reacting to the team. And, and, and you know, Old, Old Trafford is a cauldron. You go and you try and play there and perform and get a result. Over the years, it's been almost impossible to go and win and get, get a great result. So I, I think they're starting to find that. And, and it is important. Your, your crowd support, the, the atmosphere, the buzz, the electricity that they give. Yeah, and be vital for we, we saw we saw players, John, we saw John react react and relax as well when they know that the supporters are on their side. They certainly reacted to you in such places as Cambridge and Loftus Road with goals you scored in the eighties. But you saw during COVID column like they basically home advantage went out the window. Out the window. Uh, crowd crowd is, yeah. and uh, you, it's actually cool to see Old Trafford being live again. Old Trafford it has not been a fortress for a decade. Mm. And it's only starting again now. Mm. I mean, look, can I reveal something to you both? This is another revelation. I, I want Maurizio Pochettino, your old pal, Clive. I wanted him as United manager. Eric Ten Hag was like, okay, I'll give him a, a mm. shout. Like, yeah. lads, if United win this game, they go to a point behind City. Amazing. Nobody yeah. would have thought that Amazing. in October when they were losing 6-3. Uh, give us a prediction. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to ask Clive. Go I'm ahead and say, look, I'll go, I will go 2-1 to the home side, Manchester United. One all draw for me, Clive. Well, I'm going the other way. So we've got yeah. a 2-1 United, a draw, and I'm going to go 2-1 City because I think it's vitally important that, that they get a result to, to to close the gap on Arsenal, put a little bit of pressure on Arsenal before their game Sunday. And I just think that City need to kick into gear in terms of starting to rack up those victories because if they don't, if they don't start winning back-to-back, they're going to find it very difficult to close that gap to Arsenal. So... I think it's going to be a real indication of, of, of where both clubs are at the end of this weekend. 2-1 City. Early shout now, Clive. We'll clip it next week if you're right. Early shout for player of the match. Manchester Derby. Who's going to win player of the player match? Of the match. Player, of the match. player of the match. Player of the match. Player of the match. Wow. Like, is that not enough? Player of the match. Well, is it, you know, Casemiro's been sensational, as you said earlier. But for me, that midfield area, the battle there is going to be vital. Mm. I would say De Bruyne will, will, will make a pass that will make the difference. He wasn't great against Chelsea, by all accounts. But in, in any event, um, that brings us on to the third game. As United and City is half 12, BT Sports, obviously unmissable. In a very compelling um, way in terms of where these seasons are going in respective kind of uh, one up, one down, Brighton v Liverpool, 3pm Premier Sports. Now, uh, the boy CB mentioned that Manchester United are so close to Manchester City in the table. If Brighton win this game, if they beat Liverpool, they will overtake Liverpool uh, in the in, in into sort of seventh place. And not only that... 
I will put this to you, Clive. If you took away the 9-0 win over Bournemouth, which was a bit of a, you know, kind of a black sheep event or whatever, after in their other 16 games this season, Liverpool's goal difference is plus three. What's going wrong? Not enough goals and, and conceding too many. And we talk about how vital the, the Manchester derby is. For Liverpool, this is, a, this is a really tough game. Brighton team who I, I think... Even even the, the, the World Cup break hasn't affected them in, in respect of how they've been playing, the threat that they carry, the goals that they score. Um, and I, I just think this is a really, really difficult game for, for Liverpool. Um, one in which Jurgen Klopp we're looking at and with a, with a bit of trepidation because, because of exactly what you're saying. Brighton to go above Liverpool. Chelsea is struggling. Brighton above them. Both teams, unbelievable season that, that Brighton are putting together. And um, I, I think... Not trouble for Liverpool, but but so unexpected. I don't think anyone would have predicted them to be in a position they're in in seventh place. Clive, if you're coaching Darwin Nunes, what are you telling him to do? Interesting. Get it. Get in the box. Get get in the central uh, on a central line in the field. Whenever the ball goes through that penalty box, I would want him between the penalty spot and the goal line because I just think sometimes. His runs are into areas where he can't score goals, where he's not going to get an opportunity to to finish. And I think when he is central, he is a real threat, running in behind um, central defenders. Um, that would be my priority with him in, in terms of just getting him on track to be in more goal-scoring positions um, for the team because that's what they need. They are, need. Are you having him and Salado as a partnership? Um, I, I, I think it's I think it's it's progressing, but it's it's far from complete. I think you know Sonny and 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 Salah were just so good. Um, they might not have liked each other. They might not even <laughs> have liked playing with each other. But they were they were a real partnership and a real threat as a pair. Um, I don't think Liverpool have that at the moment with, with whatever options um, Jurgen Klopp has. They don't carry that threat on the front line. Yeah, and forget about Liverpool for the moment because Ireland's um, interest yeah. is obviously Brighton and we often mention the Carlisle grounds. What about Belinda Carlisle? And I will put it to you, Colm. Evan is a place on earth at the moment. Evan Ferguson, discuss. Clive, have you seen much of Evan Ferguson? And even if you haven't, can you just tell us please that tell he's us going he's to be brilliant? Please tell us can he's going to be amazing, that, amazing. Honestly, like the best Alfie Ireland, Ireland are fine now and he's going to score Another Erling Haaland. Can you just tell us that, Clive? All of that. Listen, he's young, he's raw. I think that he he started fantastically for Brighton. He really has, I think. Um, and and the, one of the one of the greatest strengths is that he's got off in goal scoring form. So that will give him immense confidence. He's a, he's a youngster who's playing in a good team. It's been I think it's been fantastic for him to come into the Brighton side that is playing well and is full of confidence that is creating chances. And for me, he looks exactly when we're talking about Nunes and the positions, he's in positions to score goals. The chances he's had, he's taken. And I, I can only see him going from strength to strength in this Brighton side. He doesn't take on Van Dijk, who I believe is injured here. So um, it's still going to be fascinating to see how he matches up against uh, Liverpool defence. And I, I imagine he'll start the way things are going. I think he started the last two, um, came, did well in the cup last weekend. And- he, he deserves to start. Mm. I think there's no doubt. And, and his physical presence is something that Brighton haven't had on the front line. Physical and, presence, uh, and he's only 18 gone. Absolutely. Mm. He's going to get stronger, fitter, faster. Um, but he seems, and he certainly looks, he has a knack of scoring goals. This is Roberto De Zerbi's first game mm. in charge. The reverse fixture finished three apiece at Anfield. Prediction for this one, Clive? 
I, I think this is going to be a really tricky one. I think it's a vitally important one. I think Jurgen Klopp will have Liverpool really, really pumped up for this. And I, I'm going to just go for a Liverpool victory, but I don't think it's going to be easy. But let me tell you, I can never call Brighton's results. Mm. Whenever I say whenever I say they're going to draw or lose, they always win. So um, good luck, Brighton. But Liverpool, you need to win. I I I I think Brighton will have a great chance here. I'll tip them for a three-one win. But three-one. Uh, Liverpool are strange. They, wow. they look a bit sick in some respects, and on, on other days, then they can kind of um, look like they'll score at will. But defensively, I think that midfield is a big problem defensively. They just seem to seem to be quite porous. What are you having? Um, I will go. No, I'll go a Liverpool victory. So I'll have something a little bit different for Christmas morning. So I'll go. I'll go. I'll go two. No, I can't go two-one again. I'll go two-nil uh, Liverpool. But I will have Ferguson to play decent up front. Subbed in the 85th minute, nearly scores, hits the woodwork, taken off. Liverpool ultimately win, but promising by Ferguson. Jesus, yeah, you've, I mean, clair, clairvoyant really there. Let's get on to <laughs> Newcastle v Fulham. Um, 2 p.m. Sky Sports. Fulham in amazing form, really. Live commentary in OTB Sunday with Nathan Murphy and Brian Kerr. Um, and unbeknownst to. Um, I, well, probably not unbeknownst to anyone, actually. I mean, it's not entirely, uh, wasn't uh, not predicted that it would happen with the money that have come in, that has come in, and Eddie Howe obviously taken over. What a season Newcastle are having, Clive. Oh, a wonderful season. Um, I don't think Eddie Howe would have, would have believed that he can not turn the club around, but, the, but move in the direction that they have with the group of players. They've added, they've added some quality, there's no doubt. Grimarish has been fantastic in that midfield position. But what what a game this is! Every, every single game, it, there, there's so much intrigue there with the, with the form that Fulham are in. Fulham in sixth place in the Premier League. Who would no one would have predicted that? I'm sorry, I I couldn't. No one would. I'm sure you guys couldn't have said at this stage, halfway through the season, that Fulham are sixth and Newcastle are third. So again, two teams banging form, really, really at the top of their game halfway through the season. Where will they end up? I think that would be the big question that, that I would be asking. Where are they going to end up at the end of the season? But to, to think they're at this point of the season in these positions, amazing. Newcastle, I think now their ambition now has to be a, a top four Champions League football come the end of the season. That that has to be the uh, the aim and, and, and certainly the, the priority from the position they find themselves in. If Fulham, if Fulham can stay in the top, seven and and qualify for European football what a job Marco Silva's done to get them there and he's actually he was just saying after the Chelsea game um, that he just feels very unfair that they have to play again on two, on Sunday at 2 o'clock four wins on the bounce it is a really demanding fixture schedule and then you go to Newcastle taking on a team up, up in the northeast, passionate crowd and you have to lift yourself again and um, do you think there's some sort of fair criticism from Silva there in the sense of the carousel yeah, I do. It is. It is sometimes the the way it falls, and obviously uh, the one thing that he knows is his team are in form. So he'll have a he'll have a squad of players that are really keen. Um, he, he can make some changes. I think he's got some depth to his squad, but it is a mighty difficult task. Newcastle off the back of their uh, obviously their quarter final victory in the in the Carabao. They're they're looking at the possibility of a trip to Wembley. 
So um, it, it's all going so well for Newcastle. I, I just think with home advantage, although it's against a very informed Fulham, that they will come out on top. Three managers of the of the season so far. Two of them probably are here and maybe Ten Hag. Mitrovic is back as well. 11 goals in 15 games. <sighs> like, Looks leaner and meaner. I was, I was like, no, he's, he's going to be um, a perfect example of sort of won't be able to take the step up in class to Premier League and he scored straight away he was, he's heard he was, that all before you know. yeah well he's heard it he's, he's heard, heard it again um, but yeah so like I'll tell you Fulham, what Fulham it's, it's phenomenal on Fulham £8 million Andres Pereira cost them mm. is he the biggest bargain mm. of the season his crossing mm. last night against Chelsea wow is he the, name a better crosser of the football outside of De Bruyne and Alexander-Arnold yeah. Pereira is number three is there anybody else better than Pereira technique-wise in the Premier League probably Evan Ferguson really you know <laughs> but um, <laughs> where do you see Newcastle going actually Clive the, you know with, with the backing that they have from um, Saudi Arabia and so forth and, and just the, the way that it's been so seamless as well for Eddie Howe you can have money but you have to manage all the egos in the dressing room and all of a sudden you're like they're going to finish top four I think yeah, I believe so, and and I think the 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 luxury he has is that he can add, add to that squad. I think he's been he's been allowed to analyze what he's got, um, build and and shape the the team and the squad, and he's done that really well. I think you look you just look at them the, the, the body language from from the eleven starting to the, the the substitutes and the squad of players. They all want to be part of it. They're all buying into it, um, and I think that that really bodes well for for Newcastle. They might well add, and they could add. I think that it's a massive attraction for for any any player at this stage of the season in the January window, looking at the options possibly open to them. If Newcastle come knocking, um, Newcastle are going to be very very attractive to to any player throughout Europe, maybe the world. Looking at, at Newcastle United and, and what it is, what the club, the history of the club, and the potential of the club, it is it, it, something that will attract. I think. Literally any player in the world. They've conceded eleven goals, Colin. Like by far the best uh, record. Was, yeah. it's, it's amazing. How are you calling this? Um, I will go for uh, Desmond Tutu. We're having a <laughs> we're having a, f- a four goal share in the Desmond Tutu. What are you having, Clive? I'm going. I'm going to go. I think this is going to be a, a really difficult task for Fulham after a, a magnificent victory against Chelsea in their West London derby. I'm going to go for a Newcastle two 0 home victory. If you have been to um, if you haven't been to a Premier League game, um, St James's Park has to be well up there. It's just it, it it kind of feels a bit like going back in time. Amazing atmosphere and the place. Um, regardless of what you think of um, the ownership, the place is absolutely hopping at the moment. Final game and one that will be uh, obviously quite dear uh, to uh, Clive's heart is Tottenham v Arsenal. This is at four thirty p.m. on Sky Sports live commentary on OTB Sunday with Stephen Doyle uh, and Kenny Cunningham. Now. I'm uh, going to start with, with Arsenal here, Clive. Um, you, you do feel that they kind of, they almost need to give 100% in every game and ride their luck to kind of stay in the title race. Still five points ahead, though. They're five points ahead. They deserve to be five points ahead. Um, made changes for their for their FA Cup tie, but kept the front three. In the, uh, they started, obviously, uh, Saka and Ketia and Martinelli. Um, rested a number, so definitely with an eye on, on this North London derby. Um, a tough game against Newcastle. I thought Newcastle did a job on them to to uh, to take points from the Emirates. But it, it, it this is this is a game where form 
form never works. Um, you know, for Tottenham, the way they're playing, you just feel that it's it stacked up heavily for Arsenal. The way they're on the front foot, the way Tottenham defend too deep and they're too slow playing forward. Um, just just smacks it for me that um, it's all in Arsenal's favour. So I, I'm going to go for a, a, a Tottenham home win. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what did you just say, <laughs> Clive? I'm going for a Tottenham. I'll mean, tell you what. I, in all honesty, I'm st- sitting here in trepidation. I think the way Tottenham are playing, they get Harry Kane one chance, they win one nil, absolute euphoria. On the other hand, I'm thinking if they get it wrong, it could be a, an absolute drubbing from this this young, talented, vibrant Arsenal team. V- vibrant team. Odegaard now is player of the month uh, for November and December. We don't have long, but this is a big, big test for Arsenal. You just imagine this could be almost like a season-defining game. Uh, I can't see Arsenal losing this game. I admire Clive's confidence, but I can't uh, see it happening. I t- here's a question. If everyone's fit, Clive, what's your yeah. combined starting front three between these two sides? Oh, well, it would be, um, I would play Kulazeski on the right, uh-huh. Kane in the middle, uh-huh. and then on the left, uh, it's a difficult one, I would go Martinelli. I think he's been he's been a real star for, for Arsenal. So, um, yeah, it would be, it would be um, two Spurs players and one Arsenal. <laughs> I was wondering, yeah. Talking about atmosphere, is a place going to be hopping for this half four on a Sunday. Most, most atmosphere ground maybe in the league. I went to a Wolves game there in August. Incredible. It's just the, it, it's they, they've made it fast and compact. Yeah. It's a whole experience. You can spend like your day there and the match is almost a, a bonus. Bre- if, br- if Harry Kane scores two here, he becomes Spurs' all-time top scorer. What a time to do it. No oh, unbelievable. Derby. Briefly, are Arsenal genuine title contenders? No, I don't think so. No. Clive? Yeah, they are genuine title contenders. Um, the Spurs stadium has to be how it was last season when Spurs won 3-0 and mm. they crept into fourth place when Arsenal almost, I think, well, they did put it on a plate for, for Spurs. Um, that ha- That is how it has to be on Sunday. Absolutely electric, and I'm sure it will be, and Spurs need to respond to that and get a result. Finally, do Spurs finish in the top four? Oh, what a question. What a question. Uh of course. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 Clive, Clive has given me the, the heart is battling against the head a lot here and I'm not sure what's winning but he's bargaining somewhere in between and um, all I can think of now is that goal at Cambridge. To be honest. Yeah, look, it was a great way to end the year. If you, if and you what ha- a way to start the if year. If you haven't seen it, just befriend Colin Buig and he'll send you a WhatsApp at any hour of the day of Clive Allen uh, montage. Any Clive, Clive Allen content you want. Just uh, forget about it. Clive Owen. We have Clive Allen. Thanks a million for your time as ever, Clive. Absolute pleasure. Enjoy it. It's going to be it's going to be an incredible weekend for the Premier League. It's a banger of a weekend. Thanks to you, Colm. Thank you, Johnny. Just thanks for everything, really. Uh, that was the football kickoff with Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. The football <laughs> kickoff <laughs> with Sky. Um, we never- Watch every single live Premier League game on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports.